Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad to be with you here talking Islanders hockey. Training camp continues and still no signing on Matt Barzal. Look, we'll talk more about this during the show, but Barzy's absence, you know what? There's a lot more happening around this team Besides that, we've got a lot to discuss on today's show. We'll take a look at the defense pairings that the Islanders have been using so far in training camp and what Barry Trotz had to say about that. We will discuss some of the Islanders' younger players vying for spots on this roster and why I think that at least one, if not two of them, should be playing uh, semi-regularly to regularly once the season does get underway. We've got the death of a Long Island hockey icon and a couple of nice announcements from the New York Islanders, plus Matt Martin's updated contract situation, all that and a lot more on today's show. If there's something Islanders-related that's on your mind, a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, please feel free to email the show at LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your name and where you're from, like uh, John from Massapequa, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news and notes concerning your New York Islanders. All right, let's start today with a little announcement. I like this announcement under the circumstances. The Islanders made uh, it clear on Tuesday that they will be putting cardboard cutouts of fans at the Nassau Coliseum this season, at least until fans are allowed back in the stands. And as to be expected, this is a fundraising effort and all the proceeds that are raised will go to the Islanders Children's Foundation. So it is all for charity. And and look, it means that you, or at least your likeness, uh, can be at an Islanders game this year. And if you're watching on TV, uh, if your cutout is in the right position, you may even see yourself. And look, it opens up all kinds of possibilities. You you were introduced, for example, to being an Islanders fan by your dad. Your dad may be retired or, you know, no longer with us, but yet you can have cutouts of you and your dad 
together at the game. Some people put their dog there, their kids, uh, all kinds of different things that people have thought up since this pandemic got underway. But overall, a nice touch. Now, season ticket holders will have first priority, and then it will be opened up to everybody else. And um, contact the Islanders. Uh, check it out on their official website to see what it is you have to do to get uh, a cardboard cutout of your likeness uh, at the Nassau Coliseum this year for Islander games. So I, I like that uh, information. I like that touch. And uh, we'll take it from there. Sad piece of news uh, that was announced late Monday night. A Long Island hockey legend uh, passing away, John Muckler, who was uh, part of the Oilers organization, winning five cups uh, as a coach, assistant coach and executive with the Edmonton Oilers, later coached the New York Rangers. But here's the Long Island connection. John Muckler was a player and then a player coach for the old Long Island Ducks who played at the Comac Arena and, uh, you know, from, let's say, 1961 until around 1967 or so, Muckler was with the Ducks organization and uh, Buzz Deschamps, the, uh, you know, one of the former Ducks who's still uh, around and often, you know, talks about uh, his days with the team, sending a nice tweet out uh, and a nice post on Facebook remembering the late John Muckler. So Muckler, uh, 86 years old and, and really uh, just a stand-up guy uh, and a big part of the Ducks in the 60s. So uh, rest in peace, John Muckler. Yeah, it's pre-Islanders Long Island hockey history, but it is uh, definitely hockey history. And you got to remember that uh, you know, the Eastern League and then later the North American Hockey League was the basis for uh, Slapshot, the uh, greatest hockey movie of all time. So uh, John Muckler leaving us in another piece of Long Island hockey history uh, is gone. So and, and obviously, you know, Muckler, when he coached the Rangers, part of the rivalry between the two teams. So uh you know, just sad to, to find out that he had passed away. Uh, meanwhile, uh, a piece of news about Matt Martin. You know, the Islanders' usual uh, custom is not to announce the details of any contracts that are signed. But eventually, uh, members of the media end up getting these details and and. The information coming out about Matt Martin's contract, apparently Martin signing a four-year deal with an average cap hit of $1.5 million, that according to uh, several different sources out there, uh, the, the Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet and Arthur Staple of The Athletic both reporting the same thing. So Martin gets a little bit of security with the four-year deal, and uh, although he does take a pay cut from what he was getting under his previous deal, but I think, again, you know, we talked about this, and, you know, if Martin wanted to stay on the island and play on that greatest fourth line in the NHL, then, uh, you know, he needed to take 
I'll give the Islanders a bit of a hometown discount. He did. I think the four-year deal ends up suiting both sides. Martin gets a little long-term security. Uh, and, and, you know, even if he ends up getting released, he'll still end up getting that money eventually. And then the Islanders, of course, get a little bit of cap relief and don't have to pay a lot for Martin. Obviously, uh, Martin, a fan favorite and part of the great chemistry that that fourth line has. So uh, that is a, a bit of a detail that is included right now in uh, press reports. So Matt Martin probably going to finish his career uh, as an Islander. He's 31 years old now. He'll be 35 when the deal is over. And the Islanders, you know, giving Matt Martin uh, that kind of a, of a deal at this point. And uh, look, uh, not outrageous to pay $1.5 million. I thought it'd be closer to one, but a fair deal all things considered. All right, we've got a lot more to talk about. We'll have the latest on the Matthew Barzal situation. We have our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll take a look at the Islanders' defensive pairs in practice so far and what it looks like this season on that blue line depth chart. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Folks, the hockey season is right around the corner, and this is a great opportunity for you to take your hockey knowledge and turn it into some cash. Yes, the NFL playoffs are also fast approaching. That's a great thing to bet on. Yeah, it's time to get some skin in the game, and there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus. That means if you deposit $100, They'll give you $50 for free, and you'll have $150 in your account. Uh, the NFL playoffs are fast approaching. You've got the national championship game in college. The NHL just around the corner. Obviously, the NBA also underway. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, yours. your online sportsbook experts. All right, so uh, another rumor going around right now, and again, Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet reporting that the Islanders have been shopping Thomas Hickey uh, along with some kind of a extra incentive added in in order to get his contract off the books. Hickey, six seasons with the Islanders as a regular part of the defense pair, uh, but ended up not sticking there and basically, you know, suffered an injury, was replaced by Devon Tays and never really regained his spot. So Hickey, he only played 14 games last year in the AHL, uh, had a tough year with injuries, his brother passing away. And basically the Islanders trying to move his contract. He has two years left this year and next year with a $2.5 million cap hit each year. Not an exorbitant cap hit, and it does seem like something that the Islanders could do. Here's the thing. If they can't move Hickey, he would be perfect for the taxi squad. One of those guys, either him uh, or Sebastian Ajo, although Hickey is the kind of guy, like Ajo, you want him to get reps. You want him to get as much playing time as possible, where Hickey is a veteran, 
You know what he can do, and having him available on the taxi squad may very well be the best way to go about it. But again, the cap hit situation, always an issue. And the Islanders, you know, maybe they'll throw in a draft pick to try to make it uh, a better deal for the other team. But we'll see. Right now, though, the rumor is the Islanders looking to trade Thomas Hickey. And Hickey, if you remember, came up with some pretty clutch goals uh, in 2016 in that playoff series against the Florida Panthers. Time for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, today would have been, uh, or it uh, would have been the 75th birthday for former Islanders right wing Bob Cook. Now, Cook, maybe not a familiar name to a lot of uh, modern Islander fans, but he uh, basically played for the Islanders for their first two seasons uh, of existence and came over in a trade midway through the 72-73 season it was uh, Cook and Ralph Stewart to the Islanders for Ken Murray and Brian Lavender on January 17th, 1973. And Cook was uh, one of those guys who really would not have made the NHL if not for expansion. Uh, played first for the Vancouver Canucks for a couple of games, then went on to the Detroit Red Wings, joined the Islanders after that, and finished up his NHL career with the Minnesota North Stars, only played 72 games in his NHL career, 13 goals and 22 points, and yet Cook has one of the big footnotes in Islanders history uh, because he scored one of the first hat tricks in Islanders history and the first Islanders rookie hat trick. It happened back on March 3rd. 1973 at the Nassau Coliseum, and the Islanders were taking on his former team, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Billy Smith was the goalie for the Islanders, uh, while Ed Dyke was in goal for the Vancouver Canucks, and it was Bob Cook getting things started for the Islanders, his seventh from Dave Hudson and Terry Crisp at 4.08, but Vancouver answered back less than a minute later. Don Lever, his uh, 11th from Richard Lemieux and Bobby Lalonde at 425. The game was even at one, but the Islanders got two more goals in the first period. Craig Cameron, the 16th from Ed Westfall and Brian Spinner Spencer at 625. And then Bob Cook, his second of the game from Brian Leftley and Dave Hudson at 1352. After 20 minutes, three to one Islanders. Islanders poured on in the second period. Craig Cameron, his second of the game, 17th of the season. Lorne Henning and Bill Mickelson with the helpers at 111. And then Bob Cook completes the hat trick. His ninth from Dave Hudson at 303. And suddenly it's 5 to 1 Islanders. The Islanders get goals in the second period, then from Billy Harris, from Germain Gagnon and Ralph Stewart at 1143. And Dave Hudson, his 10th. From Ed Westfall and Jermaine Gagnon at 14.59. That one on the power play. 7-1 Islanders after two. Ralph Stewart gets his third. And Ed Westfall his 13th in the third period. The Canucks got goals from Andre Boudrias and Bobby Schmatz. But it was hardly enough. Islanders crush the Vancouver Canucks by a final score of 9-3. Dunk Wilson came on 
to finish things up. Isles out shooting Vancouver 35-29, to so uh, 26 saves for Billy Smith in this one to earn the victory. Dave Hudson had a five-point night, a goal and four assists. Ed Westwall, a goal and two assists. But Bob Cook, our Islanders' birthday of the day, uh, three goals on four shots and a plus two, which tied him for the team lead. Sadly, uh, Cook died very, very young. He died March 29, 1978, at the age of 32 years old. Uh, so today would have been his birthday, and we posthumously wish Bob Cook uh, a very happy birthday in heaven. Uh, Cook would have been 75 today and uh, had a magic moment with that hat trick with the New York Islanders. By the way, uh, if you're looking for great advice on games to bet on and insights, uh, the latest lines, and all the in betting information you need, check out the newest Locked On Podcast Network podcast, Locked On Bets. Every day, they'll give you the best betting insight you can have. We've got lots more to discuss on today's show. We're going to look at the Islanders' blue line and how that is shaking out. It's an important factor. Plus, we will have the latest on the negotiations. Uh, still waiting to hear what is going to happen with Matt Barzal. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, if you're like me, you've tried a lot of protein bars, but the taste just isn't good, and the consistency is kind of funny, but that's never a problem with Built Bar. Built Bar is the best-tasting protein bar ever. It comes in 18 amazing flavors, all of which are covered in 100% chocolate, and they're soft and easy to chew. And look, they've got flavors that are nut-free and flavors that have nuts. Check out these six new flavors. Caramel Brownie, Apple Almond Crisp, Carrot Cake, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Cookies and Cream, and Cherry Barcia. Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-fiber, and high-protein. They are great for the keto diet. And let's take a look at the coconut almond flavor. 18 grams of protein in every bar, just 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. We've got a special offer for Locked On Islanders listeners. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. And if you're looking for the most in depth preview of the upcoming NHL season, you got to check out our national show, Locked On NHL. Each day this week, they'll be looking at a different division. I've already recorded my Islanders preview, so you can listen to it right there. Locked On NHL, available wherever. You get podcasts and you will get a preview of all 31 NHL teams and the keys to their season. So definitely uh, check that out. And they'll also have all the latest news from around the league. All right. So the Islanders, as of right now, getting through training camp, we'll talk first about some of these younger players who are vying for a job. And again, I think that at least one and probably two of these players should be seeing at least semi-regular action on that third line with Jean-Gabriel Pajot. You got Oliver Wallstrom, again, one of the bigger prospects. I would say he right now 
is the favorite to be the right wing on the third round. He is, you know, a former first round pick, 11th overall. And the whole key is whether or not he can play well enough in his own zone to lock up that position. And that is always a key for the Islanders under Barry Trotz. And, uh, you know, we'll see whether or not he gets the nod. Otto Koivula also a uh, possibility. Koivula uh, has the size and plays well in all three parts of the ice. 6'5", 223, uh, really does play solid defense, and I think that that would make him a favorite. If you're looking more for offense, you've got Kiefer Bellows. And after that slow start, Bellows did come on, played well later on in the season, and we'll see whether or not he's got what it takes. He does have a PED infraction, and that, uh, you know, doesn't look good, but he is done with his suspension. And, you know, he had a two-goal night in his second career NHL game. This, uh, you know, this certainly looks like he can get the job done offensively. Is he good enough defensively? And then, of course, he hasn't played at all since the shutdown because he did not travel to the bubble with the Islanders and the AHL hasn't played since the COVID shutdown. So there is that. Simon Holmstrom, uh, I think, is a long shot at this point. Yes, he is definitely in the team's plans, but I think he is a year away He's got the talent, needs to mature physically, and again, play well in his own zone. That is going to be the key for him. Let's take a look at the defensive pairs right now. The Islanders' top six, pretty straightforward. You have uh, Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak as the top defense pair. That hasn't changed from last season, and quite honestly, those two guys are one of the better and underrated top pair defensemen on any team. Yeah, you know, Pelican and Pulak, neither one of them are going to put up uh, big offensive numbers, but boy, uh, a lot of NHL GMs and coaches would love to have those two play 20 to 25 minutes a night on their blue line. The second pairing going to be uh, Nick Letty and Scotty Mayfield. They are steady. Letty moves up to the second pairing. Uh, replacing Taves. Mayfield was there already last year. That looks like the second pairing. And then the third pair is the veteran, Andy Green, and the youngster, Noah Dobson. They had great chemistry throughout the playoffs last year. And then it becomes a question of that seventh spot. And I, I think there are a number of candidates for that seventh spot. Sebastian Ajo is one. Uh, no question about that. Uh, you certainly have Thomas Hickey if they are unable to trade him. And, you know, those two guys, I think, are more or less the number one candidates to be the next man up if someone were to get hurt uh, or, you know, have issues this year. And the key for the Islanders really is overcoming the loss of Devon Taves on the second pair, and Johnny Boychuk on the third, and a lot of it is going to depend on Dobson. I like the idea of Dobson being paired with Green 
in part because, A, they had good chemistry, as I said, in the playoffs last year, and then also because, realistically, uh, you have someone there to mentor the youngster. Uh, Green has seen it all. He could almost be like an uncle or a, or a coach on the ice uh, for Dobson, and I think that is a positive. Still nothing concrete right now on the Matt Barzal negotiations. We're keeping an eye on it. Look, I remain very optimistic that the Islanders will have him ready by the end of this week, over the weekend at the latest. Lou Lamorello is not somebody who is going to uh, announce to the world, you know, he's not going to leak to the press and, and negotiate through the press. I think that every source that I've spoken to has indicated these negotiations have been positive, and I think we go from there. Again, check our Twitter account. We'll keep you up to date on the latest, and we'll have more on this on tomorrow's show, plus the latest updates from Islanders Camp. That's going to do it for us today. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.